And now, Out Comes the Sun with Mariel Hemingway and Melissa Yamaguchi. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Out Comes the Sun radio podcast and everything else. Uh, we are so excited to be here today. We have an amazing guest. And yeah, let's start with catching up because that's what we do. That's what Melissa and I do. We catch up on our lives and uh, it's been a good week. Oh, very interesting week. Kind of an up and down week already. Uh, <laughs> Right. It's not even done yet, right? No, That's it's, we're in the middle. Yeah, it's not even done yet. And I already feel like we've had Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> <laughs> it's full. <laughs> yeah, well, our, our guest is incredible. And he's just like, he's brought to mind like so many things that I've been thinking about lately a lot. Like, because we, we did record it. So we, 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 we talked to him about you know, about animals and the relationship to animals and our human behavior. And that just, it just so resonates with me because, you know, kind of on my downtime, I will look at stories about animals and how, mm -hmm. and, and animal behavior. And it's just, yeah. you know, it's soothing. They're never going to be, it's kind of like watching babies on the internet. It's like they're always doing something funny, interesting, and, and, and profoundly truthful, right? It's not, it's not fabricated. I guess that's, and I think we long for that. I think we live in such a high technology world that, that feeling that truthfulness of, of behavior, you just want to see it. So that's why animals are so powerful. Cause you're just like, ah, oh, they're just, you know, they're just authentic. They're authentic. It's yeah. an or and it's every, every reaction is organic. Nothing staged. Yeah. I, th I know in acting, you, you know this better than I, obviously that I say it's most difficult to, act when there's an animal or a baby because they are so genuine and authentic you can't stage it yeah oh. it's, it's raw it can be very raw and our our guest is um he's in he's in south africa and he's in he's he works with the the reserves and they're working on conservation and as you and i were prepping i was getting i was having wistful remembrances of my time in south africa because billy and i went there um PC pre-children and, and we did a bunch of work there working and spreading our messages of, about energy and 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 all throughout South Africa and we fell madly in love with the area madly in love with the people with the experiences the environment every single thing about it was just delicious and then so much so that when we had an opportunity to go back when the children were a little bit older we, we we jumped on that opportunity so him hearing knowing that we're going to be able to share roy's stories and his incredible information and the work that he's doing the vital vital work for all of us yeah is really i i mean it's amazing it's amazing but we have, i have some good news to share marielle what we have good news to share it's going to be happening five days a week oh i know oh my god yeah eight days a week we got five days a week <laughs> it is so exciting hey everybody this is so exciting we are going to be uh doing something called mornings with mary ellen melissa we're so blown away we can't even believe it <laughs> i have to, before i announce what this is going to be i have to say that i've always wanted to be a radio host why <laughs> 
I don't know <laughs> why. I have no idea. Like I've been, you know, I've acted with great people. I've worked with great directors. Why do I? <laughs> ultimate end to, to, to I don't know. I just I'm loving it. So anyway, oh, at, great. at eight to nine, Monday through Friday on KZSB 96.9 FM and 1290 FM right here in Santa Barbara. Please join us. Our PC. <laughs> Correct. No, I don't. I doubt we're that, but we're going to have so much fun. I just know it. I'm super excited. And I love the idea of being on in the morning. I'm a, I'm a dedicated morning listener to, yep. to radio shows. And I think people going to work and, you know, it's just a cool time. I mean, eight to nine. Whoa. Start your day, get going, and we get to be with you. We're going to be in your car on your radio. It's it's really exciting stuff. And we are looking forward to bringing you, the audience, all of our beautiful guests, their wealth of information. We're going to be learning right along with you and sharing in the excitement of everything that we're bringing. We're, we can't contain it. It's mornings with Mariel and Melissa. We're M-cubed, and we're just beside ourselves. <laughs> we're we are beside ourselves. <laughs> I mean, we Incredible guests. I mean, we've had we'll have Valerie Bertinelli. We have Chase Hughes. He's a good friend of ours. He does mind mind stuff. Oh yeah, kind Chase of is the guy part. that you talk to, and you make sure that you know exactly where your eyes are looking when you answer him. Yeah, I know, right? Like he can uh -oh. read peace and behavioral science. He does behavioral science, and it's oh it's, yeah. I mean, he he's great. And we, I think that we're going to have him on periodically. We'll also have Roy uh, Zatitsky, who who is an extraordinary human being, talking about the animals in South Africa. Um, Bobby Williams, who oh. is my significant other, an extraordinary human who really does understand wellness, exercise and high performance and how you can integrate that into your life in a very simple and, and easy way. We have healers and people that are doing amazing psychology kind of work, uh, behavioral health work. It, it, it's incredible. We're, we're, and, and Sean Flaherty. I mean, we've got incredible guests. We've, you know, yep, 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 yep. Oh my God, John Cleese, what? John Cleese. Oh, uh, I don't know. He was like, he may be the highlight of my life because he just well, made me laugh so much. And listen, I realized how much, how much I love to laugh. I was talking about it um, with a friend of mine who's here from Idaho. And, and I said, you know, when you find that person that you just guffaw every day for absolutely no reason at all. <laughs> I mean, I have that relationship with you, Melissa, but I also have that with Bobby. And there's something about that, that just laughter and happiness for no reason. Like it doesn't have to be defined. It's just something that happens. It kind of overwhelms you and it fills you with this energy that is extraordinary. I, I highly recommend it. <laughs> I recommend it. And he he asked on the show if he could call me honey. And I told my husband that story last night and he, he stood there staring at me for about five seconds. And so in order to break the mood, I began singing the Paul Simon song. I can call you Betty. Betty, if you call <laughs> me. But I substituted Betty for honey. I don't know. He didn't seem to laugh as much as I did, but 
<laughs> it was great. Oh, <laughs> much fun. But that's what life is about. I mean, you get to that place. We talked about that with war. We talked about the animals and like and finding your purpose in life. When what? you find your purpose in life, I think laughter comes so incredibly naturally. Yes. Anyway, this this is it's an extraordinary it's an extraordinary time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. And next we are going to speak to our guest, which is incredible. So stay tuned, stay, you know, driving and focused, but uh-huh. you know, just listen up. Hands on the wheel, listen in. Welcome back to Outcomes the Sun Radio. And we're excited because we have an amazing guest, Roy Zatiski, who is in South Africa as we speak. So he's on a different time zone, but he definitely, we share a common heart as far as uh, the love of animals and appreciation for nature. Um, Roy has been photographing the magnificent, magnificent creatures of South Africa for over 10 years. And besides being a wildlife photographer, Roy is a film director, uh, director of photography, producer, fashion photographer and musician, and has been a film festival juror, including the International Emmy Awards. Roy studied film on the Brooks Film Institute in Santa Barbara, California, in the 1980s and has notched up a lot of experience since then. (laughs) He is a recipient of the South African Film Industry's Best Mentor Award for his work in transformation and is also a winner of the Best Cinematography Minute Yuka Award. I might might get that wrong. Roy, help me. What is that? The the Mnet Vuka Awards. Mnet Vuka Award. Anyway, we're just so incredibly honored to have you as a guest on our show. And I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about your story and and how, you know, you've got this incredible organization, My Wildlife, and that's Wild, W-Y-L-D. And it's extraordinary. And your photographs are extraordinary. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your story and how you came about making that you know getting involved in animals and 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 that whole thing 
you know, I've always been interested in animals and uh, and in nature and trying to improve the world and the world around me. So I, uh, I this was actually born out of a, a quite a rough period during COVID where I went into a bit of a deep depression because uh, my wife and I got separated due to circumstance. She went to America to visit the daughters I was supposed to follow. Two weeks later, COVID happened in between. I got stuck here. And um, I, the frustration of being alone at home, and uh, I just said to my best mate, let's, let's go on a road trip and uh, let's go to some game reserves and let's explore because I don't think any of those elephants out there have COVID and we don't have to worry about it. So let's just hit, hit <laughs> right. the road. And yeah. it was just uh, wanting to change my life, reinvent and off we went, and we went to a place called the Addo Elephant Park, where you have huge herds of elephant. And uh, we just sat at the waterhole, and we were one of the few uh, people who'd actually gotten into the game reserve at that point in time. So we had the, this incredible game reserve to ourselves. We were surrounded by hundreds of elephant at the waterhole. And, of course, there were lots of baby elephant, and I love photographing baby elephants. So. <laughs> It was, it was a dream situation for me. And then on the way back to Cape Town, we, I, 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 the bug had bitten and I just wanted to get back into the bush again. And Gondwana Game Reserve had a little special on for South Africans because obviously tourists weren't coming and they were very quiet during that period. So I uh, suggested to my mate, uh, Jared, let's go to... Gondwana, let's see if we can get a booking. Of course, we got a booking because they were pretty much empty. And uh, we, we stayed at Gondwana for a couple of nights. Um, I remembered that an old school friend of mine had a home in Gondwana, had a villa just like this one. And uh, so I called her up and I said, hey, we come into Gondwana. And said, hey, you've got to come visit. We visited. She said, look, next time you come, you don't stay in the, in the lodge. You can come stay in my villa. Anyway, a few weeks later, I had post-road trip depression. And, and I, I called her up and said, oh, I'm feeling a bit low. She said, get in your car and go to the game reserve. Chill out. That's your, your happy place. Go and be there. I'm not going to be there, uh, but make yourself at home. This is where the key is. Open the door. Help yourself, make, you know, which I did. And um, anyway, the situation came about where she ended up, uh, uh, one of the other villas in this free roaming area became available for purchase. And she purchased it. And she said, well, there's a villa for you to now stay in. And this is it. This is where I now stay. And this is a really good school friend from many, many years ago. So uh, she really has opened doors for me. Anyway, eventually I got, uh, managed to get it together. COVID settled down and I went to America to visit my family, meet my grandchildren. And, and, um, and when I got, when I was there, uh, a, a friend of mine said, Hey, I'm going for breakfast with this guy, Jonathan. And, uh, on Friday, and he's quite well connected in the, in the film industry. And maybe you want to come with them? I said, sure, I love breakfast. Anyway, I met uh, Jonathan Platt, who <laughs> fell, in love, fell in love with my wildlife photography. And he asked me to send him a dozen pictures or so. And I, I did. And he shared them with 
another partner, uh, Daniel Sato, and he also loved my work. And uh, we started mywildlife.com. And uh, at the time, uh, at our breakfast meeting, he, uh, he asked me, um, what are you doing with all this wildlife stuff? I said, well, I'm working towards a book. And he said, what's it called? I said, it's called My Wildlife. <laughs> and, uh, and he said, hey, there's something there. And that's how mywildlife.com, wild with it, why, was yeah. born. And, uh, and I haven't looked back because I'm now living my best life. Um, this is my happy place. I love being in the bush. Uh, um, and I'm trying to make a difference in a small way um, and um, draw attention to conservation and yes. draw attention to the plight of animals. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I, you know, my, my, I have so many images, kind of images of your images, which are extraordinary. People need to go on Instagram and the site to look at some of these incredible images. Um, but it reminds me, you know, my grandfather spent so much time in Africa, not South Africa per se, but in Africa with the wildlife. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a profound and different experience, one which I hope to come and do in person with you, by the way. Um, that was me to your villa. But there's something about that connection to nature, to, to wildlife that is so profound. And, you know, you were talking about the depression of, of you know, being... It, not doing your heart's desire, right? Not living your not living your best life. And when you're not kind of in sync with what your heart's desire wants, it like sends you down this road that is so challenging. So I applaud you for like hanging in there and getting on 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 course because it's so important. And it also it's a reminder, it doesn't matter how old we are, when you know, like we can we can start, we can start living our best life whenever we choose but it's about you sort of have to know where your boundaries are don't you think like you Absolutely. have to know where where things don't work and then moving into where things do work well you know tomorrow's freedom day um which commemorates the very first uh, election after the anti anti you know after the apartheid era wow so you know i think it's uh, i want to use a nelson mandela quote because he said, a winner is a dreamer that never gives up. Love and it. I think that is, those are moving words. And that's kind of almost like a mantra, you know, you just got to keep going mm -hmm. and, and never give up on your dreams and, and, and keep plodding on, you know, and my dream is to, is to have some sort of impact, make a difference um, and do something meaningful in my life. Um, you know, I've been involved in advertising and commercials and all that kind of stuff for many years. And you go, oh, well, another, another TV ad, you know. But yeah. I want to I do something that, you know, it can make a change, make a difference. Absolutely. And I think, you know, if everybody does a little something, we'll make a big change. That's exactly right. No, it's huge. It's it's huge what you're doing. And I think there comes a time in your life when you just when when that shift comes and you go, oh, I mean, Melissa and I, we we talk about on our show and she she gives uh, pointers for Feng Shui. And we, we were talking uh, a few days ago about 
you know, like getting rid of what doesn't work anymore in your life, because sometimes for you, it happened kind of naturally, like you went in the direction that your heart and then those other things just dropped. It's like it's not that advertising is bad or this is bad. Nothing's bad. And it got you to where you are. But it's like at a certain point, it's not fulfilling. Right. It's kind of like technology these days. It's wonderful. It's great. We have this connection. We can see you on Zoom. We can, you know, whatever. But the the real the real being in person and really touching touching the outdoors, seeing it, feeling it. That's the shift that I think is so incredible. And I think more and more people are shifting in that direction. You know, more and more people are since COVID. There's such a movement to go live out in the country now and not be in the city and to change your life and to reinvent your life. And it doesn't matter how old you are. That's right. um, you know, you can just get on with it and, 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 and try, you know? Yeah. And, well, I also yeah. think when you follow your dreams, then you manifest the right, you know, your income supports those. Somehow when you really get on the right track, everything falls in line. You know, if you're doing it properly, not avoiding things, but like that's the to me, it's kind of like what that's the true manifestation is like following your heart, your intuition guides you towards these things. And then all of a sudden things just start like a petal of a flower, just start, you know, unfolding into this life that that makes sense for you. I just I, I, I love I love what you're doing. And. You were saying b- before we went on the air, uh, you were saying that you had some incredible stories of late, like recent things, no? <laughs> yeah, um, I, I had an incredible week. Well, uh, I'll, go back, I'll go back a little bit. And um, one day, one morning, uh, you know, I got up and I just had this feeling about elephants and Spent the day and I was thinking about them a lot. And um, and I was going to go on a game drive that afternoon and decided, no, I'm just not in the mood. I'm just going to stay at home, watch the sunset, take it easy. I had a late afternoon shower and I felt great. I walked out <laughs> to the deck and there was this elephant. He, uh, his name is Mabitsi. He's one of the large males. He's, he's, we have one of the herds is called the Ladies Club and it has – two males that kind of travel with these ladies. And uh, my Betsy was all alone standing in the plains. And uh, my Betsy acknowledged me with his trunk. He kind of raised it up like this and acknowledged me. And then he started to pose. And out came my camera and he <laughs> turned this way like a model does. He turned this way, put his trunk out this way, turned this way, put his trunk out that way. <laughs> and he was posing for me. And there was... There was this chemistry. There was this connection, and I felt it. And my Betsy felt it. And, and it went on for quite a while. The, and eventually the sunset, and my Betsy acknowledged me the same way and then just wandered off towards the sunset, and that was it. But it's a moment, it's an experience I'll never forget. Oh. Uh, it, it was just so moving to, and, and that is in fact, one of the photographs from that session has just made the shortlist of the South African Photographer of the Year competition. So okay. it's, it's, Congratulations. it's kind of doing a bit of a full circle now. So it's kind of come, it's reminding me about Mabitsi. But two nights ago, 
Um, I was chatting uh, on uh, FaceTime uh, and I heard noises in, in outside and I thought, hell, oh, that's weird. What's making a noise out there? And I went to my side window and there was my Betsy um, breaking, out, breaking up the garbage uh, enclosure. We have, um, we recycle everything at Gondwana. So we have organic waste. We have normal recycling with normal waste, et cetera, et cetera. And Mabitsi had smelt that organic waste and he wanted that as a snack. <laughs> so he literally tore apart the entire uh, garbage thing. He was by himself. The rest of the herd weren't there and pulled out this bag of organic waste and went about eating it all. I managed to get some video and everything. It was very <laughs> exciting right outside my window. But completely destroyed. He took one of the garbage cans, squeezed it, and it disintegrated. Anyway, we looked at each other through the window, and he kind of looked at me, and then he kind of, I think he saw me, and then he wandered off into the night. But the damage was done. <laughs> so, last night, so last night, I'm chatting to my wife, uh, on FaceTime, and I go, hang on a second, noises again. And I go to the window, uh, to the front window outside there on the, uh, that walks out onto the deck, and my whole house is surrounded by these seven elephants. And they've completely encircled the house, and now they, my Betsy's back there and obviously telling them, hey, there's treasure over here. There might be a nice snack for all of us, but they're busy eating of, of the grass and they try to push over a tree on the side of my house. But this is it. I live, I live in their world. So I'm, you know, I just accept, okay, the garbage yeah. enclosures smashed. We'll deal with it. We'll fix it. Yeah. But this is their world. But it's very exciting to, to have elephants surrounding your house. And uh, it's quite, a, quite an exciting week for me. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So, yeah, it's crazy. But, um, you know, these are, the, these are the experiences of living in the bush. And I'm, you know, my wildlife, the, the whole idea of my wildlife is to give viewers and, and, and people who, who do join the tribe the same kind of experience. You know, I'm taking them on drives with me and sharing some of my daily experiences. Um, there's um, a video that uh, went out today, actually, on, on my wildlife, uh, um, on, on all the social media things, about a, a cheetah that, um, that also uh, kind of almost befriended us. Um, I, my friend Jared had come to visit me from Cape Town, and we, uh, we took a little drive just two villas away, and there was this cheetah. And he came and he lay in front of the, the vehicle and he rolled over, almost like rub my tummy like kitties do, because they are just big kitties. Yes. And, and we, we followed him, but we'd, we'd, I'd heard about the fact that um, he'd, he'd lost his partner. Sorry, she had lost her partner, who'd run off with another man, with another cheetah. Oh. And she was putting out these little whistling sounds and looking all over the place, trying to find her partner. So it was this like love affair that we were, we were witnessing and this jealousy and this, and it was just incredible because these were all like kind of human traits, things we understand as humans. 
Um, but she'd lost her partner and, uh, and she, she was totally upset. And you could see she was distraught. And the sad uh, end of the story was that a couple of days later, uh, uh, she ran into the lions and um, uh, a cheetah is no match for the lions. So um, they just somehow ended up in the same place at the same time. And, you know, you, you try as much as you can to remove yourself from that emotion. But I was in tears. I was, this, this really hurt me, you know, this losing this, this cheetah because it had become so close. So the next day after it was at my vehicle, um, we were going on a morning game drive. And uh, Jared went out onto the deck early morning, five in the morning, coffee, that kind of thing. He walked out the door. He said, Roy, come outside. The cheetah's sitting in front of the deck. It had come back to me. And, um, and I, I said, Jared, what are you talking about? Don't joke. It's too early for jokes like this. He said, no, the cheetah's in front of the deck. Anyway, I ran outside, and there it was. And Again, it was trying to get onto the deck. It, uh, it looked like it needed a hug because it was really missing its partner. It, it was feeling alone in the bush, and uh, it, it was feeling kind of a little bit hopeless. And you could see those emotions were coming through. Um, anyway, and then the next day it was gone. It was, uh, yeah, so it, it's, it's life in the wild. You, get, you kind of experience the ups and the downs. Absolutely. And, and, and this connection to wildlife and how our behavior, you know, we do have similar behavior. There is, there is these connections that you have with your partner, your love, your this, your that. And I think those messages, I think what you're doing is profound for people to really understand that we are all interconnected, the animal world, the human world, all of it. We're the plant world. We're all we have this synergistic marriage or dance that we do that we've forgotten about because, you know, life has taken over and we live in the big cities and we're inundated with technology. But that that is your stories are so powerful because they resonate with us as humans, as a connection to the animal world, as and you're reminded of that connection. Are you still doing film? Um, well, I am doing. A, I'm working on a little documentary. Uh, it's uh, a working title is called "Life Lessons from the Wild," and I'm basically comparing human behavior to animal behavior, and I'm I'm looking at uh, very smart animals like elephants. Who, you know, elephants are in, incredibly smart, and I'm I'm really delving deeply into their behavior and what we can learn from them. Um, you know, uh, humans seem to have lost the track a little bit in some ways, and I'm trying to see, you know, you know, when I watch how they handle birth and I watch how they handle death, they've got rituals for both of those. And when, when, when a little elephant is born, the whole herd is moved by, by this experience and they all come around and help prod it up and help it stand up and get its first feet kind of thing. And that is incredible to watch. You know, it's like, you know, like it, it, it's like when we have a, somebody has a baby, your friend has a baby, you all arrive and you come, you bring yeah. gifts, and it's it's similar in its own way, you know. And they just have this wonderful way of caring. Um, you know, they've got uh, a lot more uh, kind of neurons than we do. Uh, you know, their brains obviously a lot bigger, 
and a lot of their um, their capacities about memory really they remember everything, and that's why I think Mabetsi knows me. And and there there is one of the rangers in 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 Gondwana actually has is in love with Mabetsi, and she's mad about Mabetsi. In fact, she's tattooed Mabetsi onto her arm, and I'm doing a bit of a little story on her for my wildlife because wow. she's just so connected to this animal. And there are, you know, I've got another friend that's coming to visit me tomorrow, and she's having to put her cat down today. And, and you know, we build such a connection with our animals. Yes. Whether they, and for me, it's whether they're domestic or wild, it doesn't matter, there's still a connection. And that's why I was moved by the parting of this cheetah. As much as, as, much as my friend Melissa is moved by having to put her cat down, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, I had another experience with a, a little baby giraffe that I'd photographed and the next day it, it, it you know, it, it also was gone. And, um, so I'm, you know, I'm being open about those, those relationships and those positions in terms of the posts that go out in my wildlife. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm wanting people to understand that it's not just, I'm not just outside looking in. I'm part of this, this, this world of the animals and I'm trying to make a stand for them because the extinction numbers are, alar- are you know, reducing at an alarming rate and who else is going to stand up for them but the few humans that care, you know, so conservationists that do all the work and game reserves like Gondwana, uh, the owners are incredible, the work they've done. And their mission is to try and reverse that extinction process in their little world, in their small way. And, you know, um, we have a, we have a, a link on mywildlife.com uh, to Gondwana Game Reserve and the Gondwana uh, Conservation uh, Foundation, which is a, which is a nonprofit fund uh, where viewers can, and listeners can go and donate. And they can donate even small change, even a couple of dollars, because, you know, if everybody, a million people, they don't donate a couple of dollars, we can make a big change. You know, they say small change can make a big change if it's in big numbers. So, um, you know, please uh, encourage your listeners to to help us make a difference because uh, they can be part of the change. And I think we're in that time in, in uh, of mankind where there are people that are really making a lot of effort to make a difference now, seeing the world for what it is and, and, and seeing that we're all part of the universal energy. Yeah. Um, you know, as, as you mentioned, Mariel, about the plants and about the animals and everything, we're all part of it. And we're all connected in one way or another. And, uh, and you know, this is, uh, I'm just finding myself in this place. I, I, I almost feel like I've been led here. Yeah? And then I'm just doing the work. Yeah. Uh, it, it's almost, you know, I'm, I just feel like I'm the hand and somebody yeah. else is controlling it and, and making the painting, you know, it's like that, that feeling. And um, so, yeah, if there are other people out there that can help, it would really be appreciated. I was th- thinking about the, the, the connection that you have with the animals and, how, and the work that you're doing. But I think that what the majority of people do not understand, <clears throat> excuse me, outside of the the images that you provide and the beauty that you capture, 
and that titillates us. But but on a serious note, I, I think what, what we're missing, uh, those of us on the outside, don't understand that the extinction of these animals is detrimental to our livelihood everywhere. People have this connection like, oh, well, if the cows die, if the cows go into an extinction, what are we going to eat? They, 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 they really have a myopic view on, the, on extinction, not understanding that the obliteration of the rainforest in Brazil damages our air up here in the North America. The extinction of our animals, regardless of where they are, the polar bears, the animals in Africa, this is a detrimental outcome for all of us. So this is more than aesthetics and, and momentary coffee book beauty titillation. This is really substantial and imp impressive and impactful work that you're doing. So I really want to applaud you on bringing recognition to this. And, and we want to support you as much as possible because we know how important it is. Absolutely. It's absolutely important. It's, it's you, you know, the, the biggest cause of the, of the reduction in numbers and the, and the movement towards extinction is humankind. Yes. And irony is that it's up to the humans to actually try and reverse that and fix that. Yeah. And thank goodness for those humans that are out there making that difference. So the, the conservationists, the, the private game reserves who will take animals in and, and really try and create a, a biodiverse environment that allows for animal more birth and more animals to to increase in numbers you know hats off to them because they they are the ones that we have to support and yes. and and so you know i'm finding myself more and more immersed in this world and the more the deeper i go uh the more i realize how much work needs to be done I so, want to something you know, I, oh i'm sorry sorry you know carry on I wanted to note something that our those listening in on the show can't haven't they're not witnessing. So if they get a chance, I want them to go to anywhere they can find us on video. And because we, you, you, as you and Meryl were speaking earlier about working towards your passion and the impact that it has on your happiness level, I would like to note just from a microscopic glimpse here of the physiological change. As you're speaking about your work on any level. The smile that spreads across your face, your back straightens up. This physiological change that happens is so beautiful to witness that I know it has to this impact on your life and and, and the world that you're living in. I just wanna I wanna note it because it really is a beautiful thing to watch you smile and really and the joy that spreads across your face when you're talking about your work. Yeah, and well, and you know, also you sharing that makes you know, I I felt the same. I was like, oh, my gosh, there, you know, you, you you resonate with what you're saying and it it spreads. That's part of the spreading of joy, of happiness and all that stuff. So what you're doing has has an impact on our mental well-being. Mm -hmm. Well, my own mental well-being is I, I witness miracles every day. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and it's incredible the miracles I witness every day in the wild. And, uh, you know, I think it was Einstein who said, you can either live your life as if everything is a miracle or as if nothing is a miracle. And if you, if you become in tune with the miracles that, you know, that are in your life, you start appreciating them more and more. And that brings on gratitude. And as you know, the energy of gratitude is yep. enormous. 
Yes. Um, and uh, so I am extremely grateful for the situation that I'm in and for being, uh, for being in this position to share some of what I witness, the miracles I witness every day uh, with people out there who are interested. It's incredible. Wow. We are blessed. We are fortunate to have you as a guest. We are fortunate to have you on the planet. Um, your stories are just, they're, they're almost intoxicating. You kind of get, I feel like we've gone down this road with you and you're a great storyteller. So thank you for that because there's this ability to see the seven you know, these the seven elephants around your house. And I got chills as I was thinking about it, you know, and like, I love it. you know, the elephant taking, taking the organic matter is like, Hey guys, <laughs> there's all kinds of treats here. It was like it, a dessert for. <laughs> but yeah. I, I see a future outcomes of sun podcast live. Right. Yes. In South Africa. I see it. That's too. what I see it too. Have my microphone, so, will travel. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that visit. Oh, and we, amazing. We just, just us talking about it puts it on our vision board That's right. instantly. That's and absolutely. That's right. we can materialize that. Yes. You know, the, the thing about animals is they do things extinct, ext instinctively. So they've got this. They instinctively want something, go for it, get it, do it. Yes. We, humans are a bit spoiled for choice in, the, in these days. So we, we kind of want that, but we go, oh, maybe I should rather have that. And I'm not <laughs> sure about that because have I checked the reviews and is this yeah. all right or should I go there or should I go? How are we ever going to manifest something if we don't? have a clear vision of what we want and how we're going to get it. And yeah. that's what I'm learning from animals. They want this. They want to go there. They go there. They want to do this. They do that. Yeah. We, oh, should I, shouldn't I? And then we, they, yeah. a lot of people just sit on their couch and never do it. Yeah. Do what the, you know, what their dream is or what they want to do. And um, so I've tried to, you know, so vision boards are a great help for humans to, yeah. to, clarify what it is that they're dreaming about and what it is that they want. Absolutely. And funnily enough, on my vision board from uh, three years ago, I have a picture of myself photographing the elephants in this environment. And when I come to this environment, it looks like that environment on my vision board. <laughs> yeah, that's and awesome. It's, it's magic. You yeah. Know? And, and I go, well, that's, that's how it works. And it's just, it's just a tool to help me be clear on what yeah, I want. Absolutely. Well, thank you, know? you Roy. Uh, we have to have you come back and tell us more stories because you're extraordinary. Uh, My Wildlife, W-Y-L-D, is a platform that explores amazing images and intimate experiences of wildlife through the lenses of the celebrated photographer and filmmaker Roy Zatiski, located in some of Africa's most exotic game reserves. So thank you so much, Roy. Uh, this has been an extraordinary time for us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And um, next, uh, Melissa is going to give us a, a tip 
for our show on Outcomes of Sun. So everybody out there, stay tuned for Melissa's tip. Hello, wonderful humans out there. I am Roy Zatiski from MyWildlife.com, and you are listening to Outcomes the Sun with Mariel Hemingway and Melissa Yamaguchi. Welcome back to Outcomes the Sun with Mariel Hemingway and Melissa Yamaguchi. I am Melissa and I am so glad you're with us. I'm going to share some tips with you. My tip of the week with energy and feng shui is this. When we, to- when we move into each month, the energy shifts and flows. And we are leaving the month of April. And we're- so it's a wind down of April, which what we say in feng shui was the month of the dragon. And as we move into the month of May, we're moving into the month of the snake. Now, what that means is these these nomer, these names of dragon and monkey and snake and what have you are nothing more than identifiers of how energy moves. So we've left the month of dragon, which is interesting that it's tax season because dragon is a time of bombastic energy. Sometimes egos are involved, but it's also a highly litigious energy. So we're leaving April. We're moving into the month of May which is really about the energy of the snake. Well, what does that mean? The snake is a, let's talk about the beauty of the snake, highly analytical, very focused on goals and aspirations. And think about a, a, a snake as it's traveling from point A to point B. There's no legs involved, so it's very driven on where it's going. It may be a windy path as it slithers along and it may shed its skin and change its identifiers and what matters to it along the way, but it's still focused in getting where it wants to go. So this is how we approach the month of May. We're focused, we're driven. And as I was sharing not that long ago, last week, we talked about having manifestations of what matters in your life. Well, as we're leading into May with the month of snake, this is exactly what you need. Shed what no longer works, focus on where you're going, stay driven. But also the, 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 it's yin and yang. We talk about the beauty of the energy. We also talk about what to look for, the challenges and the hurdles we may we may uh, face, which are snakes are highly, highly skeptical and non-trusting, once bitten, twice shy energy. So be weary and beware that if you are coming across as too skeptical, it's very easy to say, yeah, I don't believe it. I don't want, I don't know if that's, if that's going to happen. It's too good to be true. Be open to the possibilities, push against the tide on what may naturally feel like you're preserving and protecting yourself but instead be open to the possibilities because some new idea, some new method of how to do something, some new dietary choice may come your way and you don't wanna be closed off because you're fearful of what could happen. Be open to the possibilities, push against the tide, but stay focused. And some things to do that in the energy that encompasses what we call the snake is a metal energy, which are pastel colors and whites. So incorporate a little bit more white into your, your 
fashion choices, your sartorial look, bring in a little bit more white and pastel colors, or even metal, if you can bring in more silver or rose gold. Those, all these different choices really help your body to stay on a vibrational course that we recognize in feng shui. And there you have it for the week. Wow, thank you. That was awesome. Be sure to stick with us because coming up is my bestie and soon to be your bestie, Mariel Hemingway. She's gonna be sharing her amazing health and wellness tips, so stick around. for coming back to us on Outcomes of Sun Radio. Uh, I'm Mariel Hemingway, and I'm here with my partner, Melissa. 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 Anyway, Melissa. Okay, so here's my tip. The tip of this week for me is I really... I kind of... I'm going to start with mornings. I really think mornings are important. And, and what you do... First thing in the morning is so incredibly relevant to how your day is going to pan out. So I think that when you your eyes open, instead of like grabbing your phone, instead of turning the lights out, whatever you normally do, or jumping out of bed, right? Yeah. Um, have a, a several several minutes where you feel grateful. Think about the things that you are grateful for. Think about your body, your health. Yep. I'm grateful for my health. I'm grateful for my daughters. I'm grateful for my granddaughter. I'm grateful for my best friend. I'm grateful for my life partner, Bobby. I'm grateful for whatever you're grateful for. Take, take a moment to really take, take note of those things that really make your heart sing, right? Starting your day with gratitude is hugely powerful too. It has the ability to kind of shift the way you see the rest of the day. Like as you move through the day, if you've started it with this kind of smile, this grin on your face with this, oh my gosh, look, I, you know, I'm so grateful the sun is out or I'm so grateful, you know, spring is here. I'm so grateful. This attitude of gratitude really does have an impact in, in your life. It's just... It's powerful. It's powerful medicine. And people um, that do it will tell you it shifts the it shifts their life. It, it helps you to manifest because it kind of clears the cobwebs, the cobwebs of negativity that happened in your life. When you when you kind of wake up and you're like, oh, my God, you're agi you're agitated and thinking, oh, I've got so much to do. If you stop yourself, go, whoa, wait, whoa, calm down. Right. Calm down. Just take a breath right? Inhale, exhale slowly and remind yourself, wait, this is a new day. What am I grateful for? So that's my tip of the, my tip of the week, tip of the day, whatever it is. I'm, I'm so grateful to all of you. And uh, 
I want to share again that we are soon on May 3rd, Wednesday, May 3rd, we start Mornings with Marielle and Melissa on KZSB 96.9 FM and 1290 FM right here in Santa Barbara. Oh my gosh, please join us. We're super excited. That's a huge thing for us. So yeah, we were talking about it this morning, talking about how, oh my gosh, are we going to do every day? Yes. Uh, you know, like, well, one thing we normally talk about then. is I believe since it's Santa Barbara, you and I need to wear gauchos. <laughs> <laughs> I snorted. I think I just snorted. Oh my God. <laughs> this is so great. I love everyone out there. Thank you for listening to Outcomes to Sun Radio. We are incredibly grateful to you as gratitude is our is our sort of focus for the day and also the energy of the snake, which is coming. Uh yeah, let's remind ourselves that things go twist and turn, but there is a definite direction. So I love I love your tips. I love my tips too because they have helped shift our lives. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to Outcomes to Sun Radio. Tune in every single day in Santa Barbara because that's what we get to do. That's our future. Thank you so much, everyone. Outcomes the Sun has been a production of Evolve Entertainment. Hosts, Mariel Hemingway and Melissa Yamaguchi. Executive producer, Jeremiah Higgins. Sound engineer and producer, Richard Dr. D. Dugan. And sound engineer, Slater Smith. Thank you for listening. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.